What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward today with Simone Vincenzi. He's an award-winning speaker, purpose strategist, author, and hosts the Explode Your Expert Biz podcast. He is the co-founder of GTEx, where he coaches individuals to become better speakers, and here's my favorite part, teaches them how to sell without being manipulative douchebags. How awesome is that? How are you today, Simone? <laughs> I am incredibly well. Thank you very much, John, for having me on your show. Oh, I'm thank really you. Excited and to get I have started. to point out to our listeners, Simone is joining us all the way from London, and there's a little bit of a time difference. So really appreciate you coming on the show to share your story. Well, Simone, you have a really interesting background, and I only gave just kind of the highlights version. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background and a little bit of your story. Yeah, Absolutely. I guess that uh, my story started when I was 14, mm -hmm. when uh, my parents split up. And unfortunately, my father was an alcoholic. Oh, wow. And uh, my mom said, uh, okay, you know, enough is enough. Yeah. We cannot keep doing this. We cannot move forward in this way. So then they split up. Now, we didn't come from a, a rich family, but not even from a poor family. Mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of middle class uh, and... Uh, uh, suddenly, we had no money in the house. Wow. So while before, I was able to go on holiday a couple of times a year, uh, go to my friend's house and my PlayStation games, suddenly, I could have none of that. And <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to put my mom in a worse financial position than mm -hmm. she is. And at the same time, I don't want to compromise going out with my friends or taking my girlfriends out. Yes. <laughs> right? So... What I had, what I wanted to do is then finding a job. Uh, when I was 14, I hated school, so I was like, okay, what can I do? And uh, I stumbled across being a waiter. Mm. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I went and became a waiter. And uh, the funny thing is, I absolutely loved it. Wow. I absolutely love You know, the, the work that everyone does when they don't know what to do is working in restaurants yes. or bars. Yes. And for me, that became a vocation. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Because yeah. I had read that, yes, you started out in the restaurant industry, but I had no idea that was the origin of the story. And so, Simone, what did you love about being a waiter? I mean, because that's, that's a job where I, I, have a, I know a lot of people, I've spoken to a lot of people who started out there, couldn't stand it, couldn't stand every minute of it. It was sort of a rite <laughs> of passage. It was paying their dues. But what did you find that you really loved about it? Uh, there were a few things. First of all, I had from uh, the first restaurant I worked in a great mentor. Mm. And uh, she was able to infuse in me this love and passion for serving people. Yeah. And uh, I always loved talking. I mean, at school, I didn't go well because uh, all my teachers were saying, Simone, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, being a waiter, what you got to do, you got to be good at entertaining your guests. Yes. That's how a waiter gets really good tips. You find someone <laughs> that is, knows their boundaries. Got to be a little bit so, of a showman and also provide great service. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So I was a showman and I love to talk. So that was perfect for me. Yeah. And that's why now I'm doing this. I'm being I'm being a speaker. I'm a showman. I love to talk. <laughs> so the, the pattern is still the same. And um, 
uh, I loved it so much and I put so much work in it that by the age of 19, I worked in more than 300 different restaurants. Wow. Oh, uh, my gosh. I, I'm the kind of person that when I love something, yeah, I'm going all in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, so, so Simone, like, give us a little bit of the, the track here. So you started out as a waiter. Yeah. And how did you develop the vocation as you were working at these different restaurants? So by the age of 19, I became the youngest Michelin star restaurant manager in Europe. Wow. And I was earning a really good salary, and I got uh, adapted to work in a restaurant in London. Yeah. And we were working with, inc- with celebrities like uh, they were Madonna, the Rolling Stone, Woody Allen, football player. They were all coming to that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of years working there, I was 22, and I had my first uh, uh, Middle age life crisis, uh, or <laughs> qu- more like quarter quarter life crisis, <laughs> well, right? You know, if, if you think about it, I've been already in an industry for about eight years. Yeah, so like working full time because I was working and studying at the same time, but working every single day, every single evening, yes. every single weekend, and studying when I had time. Because the restaurant industry, that's a seven day, three hundred sixty five day a year vocation. I mean, that's absolutely I, that is one of the most demanding industries you can be in. I had no days off. I had no holidays. Actually, I was looking forward to the holidays because I was getting paid double. Mm. Uh, so wow. I, I think I, I, from the age of 14 to the age of 22, I never had a Christmas or a New Year's Eve oh, at home. Gosh. Wow. Uh, but it didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I loved it because it was the day I was getting paid twice or three times yes. for the shift. And also I loved it. So I, I was happy to, to miss the, those, those meetings and those, um, those festivities. But then I I got bored. <laughs> That's the reality. Wow. I said, okay, I'm 22. I'm managing Michelin star restaurants. I'm working in this awesome place. Uh, what's next? Yeah. And I couldn't find an answer. Mm. And Simone, I mean, most people would say, well, Simone, you've got it made. You've, you've really kind of hit the top at such a young age. So how did you feel? I mean, how did you respond to that feeling of you're bored? I mean, that's not something that... Uh, I'm sure that's not something you expected when you started out at age 14, just trying to get a job and trying to help make ends meet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I started not being myself anymore. Yeah. I started feeling that I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. And I had some slight, light, very light depression Mm. and I took some counseling because I was like, I was always the laugh of the party and suddenly I became this person that didn't even want to go out. Yeah. And before I was going, I was going out, I was clubbing five days a week uh, like crazy yeah. after my shifts. So I was like, where is, where is me? Where, where is Simone? And um, that's how, from counseling, I opened up to the world of personal development. Oh, wow. And I started reading books and listening to podcasts. And one book led to another book. And one show led to another show. <laughs> and one YouTube video led to another YouTube video. I, I know you're familiar with what I'm talking about. Yes. And up to arrive to the point of attending a seminar after seminar after seminar, I was always there. Every seminar that was in London, I was there in the first row wow. with a microphone in my hand, yeah. always asking questions. Yeah. And I remember attending one day one seminar, and I looked at the speaker, I looked at the stage, and I just felt it. Mm. It was right. I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I love to talk. I love to inspire people. I love to make them feel great about themselves. I want to be a speaker and change lives. Yeah, that's great. And Simone, that 
actually leads me perfectly into my next question. So today, as we're speaking on moving forward, what is your big why? What is my big why? I got to say that my big, my personal big why is uh, right now my family. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I think that uh, I've been teaching a lot around the topic of purpose and uh, why. And a lot of people, when they when they ask what is the big why, they always pick something which is very abstract, very intangible, mm-hmm. and is an idea. But I think that what moves us as human beings is something which is close to us, is something which is next mm-hmm. to us. Yes. And uh, my family, making sure that I provide for my wife, which I got recently married. Oh, congratulations. And, uh, thank you. And uh, making sure that I can retire my mom, making sure that I can go on holiday with my brother when I want, making sure that I can do all that while helping people. That's my why. That's great. And that's my that's my closest why. I mean, that is such a, a – I, I love that you're sharing that. How did – when – at what point did that click in your mind that my big why really is about family? It clicked when uh, – during a counseling session, actually, mm. because I was exploring uh, what was important for me and something that I never explored before. I mean, you know, I was 22 at the time, so <laughs> I studied philosophy when I was at university. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what is my why? And suddenly I, it clicked for me that because my family fell apart in some way, mm. I became almost like the man in the family mm-hmm. as, as a young age. And uh, I had always, from that moment, I had within me the sense of being able to provide, being able not letting people down, yeah. able to be there for my family. Uh, like, unfortunately, my father wasn't able to provide. Mm-hmm. And that's why I came became my reason why. And I think there are those moments in life that shapes the way we see a reality that shapes the way we react in life. There is a someone maybe that let us down or something happens and we say, no, I don't want never this to happen again and to anyone I love. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's when it came, uh, when it came my why. And then there is also business why, because that's my personal, mm-hmm. that's my very selfish why. Yes. And then when we go through the after the survival mode of the selfish why, <laughs> then also we go into self-actualization. Yes, and, that hierarchy uh, on Maslow's. Uh, exactly. Chart. So we exactly. have that's more of like my, my why for identity, but then then going to self-actualization and being in business and, and being in business for now about seven years, uh, eight years actually. It became making sure that other people that are building an expert business. They don't have to go through all the years that I've wasted following the wrong advice <laughs> or, or doing the wrong thing or not asking for help and support. All these people that like me are incredible. They're, they are stars. They are high performers. They are high achievers, but at the same time are very stubborn and it's very difficult to ask for help. Yes. They actually get the help that they need without the overwhelm process. You know what's so interesting, Simone, is that your personal and your business why – they're very much in tune with one another. It sounds like what drives your personal why also really informs your business why. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say, Simone, as we're in 2018, is the biggest challenge for you to accomplish your goals and your big why? 
biggest challenge 2018 is uh, go beyond myself. Mm -hmm. And and what do you mean? Can you expand on that a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're at the stage as an entrepreneur running a company where at the beginning is all about yourself. You are the start of the show. You're running everything. Yes. And uh, I think that some people get used to it. And I definitely got used to it. So now that we are nine people in the business, is a very different dynamic. We are scaling to the seven figures, and it's a very different dynamic, starting from 100 pounds, just myself mm-hmm. and my business partner, doing some things and just being reactive to everything or having an idea, putting it in place, and being able to manage people and plan ahead yes, and uh, being proactive rather than reactive. And that's something that I haven't trained myself to be. I'm a very last-minute person. I'm very disorganized. I can be the start of the show. I make people buy. I'm great at selling. But, man, don't talk to me about organization. <laughs> Please <laughs> and it, don't. It's, and it's, right. the, it's so funny because as you grow, as you hit that critical mass point, I mean, those are the skills that you start to see, oh, gosh, I need to start running the business and manage it too. Exactly. So yeah. for me now is uh, to go beyond myself and to start to think about others in the business before me. Yeah. And and that actually hits on my next question for you, Simone. So what are some of the ways in which you're tackling this challenge, especially as you've, you've described yourself? You know, it's not necessarily something that you take naturally to. What are you doing to improve and to move forward in this area? Uh, there are a few things that I'm doing. First of all, I'm, I've asked my team members to support me and to keep me accountable because mm-hmm. everyone needs accountability. Yes. And uh, I, they know, I know my shortcomings. They know very well my shortcomings. <laughs> so I always tell them to keep me accountable. And other things that we hired a non-executive director, mm-hmm. which has uh, experience in lar- running large organizations uh, with uh, hundreds of staff, which happens actually to be my business partner's father. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And uh, he loved what we are doing in our business. He said, I want to get involved. Let me help out. So he's helping me manage the team and making some processes and structures in place. Yes. And uh, these are the main two things. And then the third thing is to schedule more thinking time for myself. Oh, that's so important. I'm so glad you're bringing that one up. Because, uh, you know, it's it's so easy to get caught up in the doing. Yes. And it's so easy for me also to get caught up in the hustle mentality and I want more, so I need to do more. And it's fine to a certain point. And I got really good success by hustling more and doing more. But then you arrive to a point where that just gets you that far. And to break that ceiling, then I needed something different. So for me, it's taking time for myself, plan things ahead. And because I'm not a planner, I need extra time. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great that you've recognized that and that you're so transparent about that with your team so that they can help you. I mean, that's what leadership's all about, right? Recognizing your gaps and then working with those who can help fill those gaps with their talents. So I'm glad you're sharing that today. Simone, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? I'm in. All right. I'm ready. Super excited to have you on. One of the things that you do really well, Simone, is that you really, I mean, you're really about being the face of your brand. And you do that by speaking, speaking in front of audiences, getting up on stage. 
I know that's a big leap for a lot of individuals. A lot of people, I mean, you know, what they say is like one of the top two fears in the world is public mm-hmm. speaking and a, a close second will be death. <laughs> so it's, yep. it's a pretty serious fear. So I'd love for you as someone who has spoken on so many stages to share with our listeners one tip for getting over that stage fright when speaking to an audience for the first time. One tip is uh, practice. Mm, that's (laughs) That's something that a lot of people don't do, unfortunately. They get nervous and scared because they don't also know what to say. Yeah. So I remember something that I did uh, before going on a stage because I was a bit, it was a bit easier for me because uh, I had the, back, the catering background experience. So I was speaking to tables sometimes of 40 people wow. and I had them to take the order for all 40 of them and making sure that they were all listening to me. So that creates is a skill that I learned. So one thing that uh, I think is important is to know upfront what is that you're going to say if you have never done it before. Mm-hmm. Because at least the part of the fear of I'm going to forget what I'm going to say, that goes away. Yeah. And to practice it in front of a live audience of people that know you. So you have your brother, your mom, your sister, your partner, a friend. Get them together in a living room, offer them dinner and say, can you please listen to me? Oh, that's a great one. I start with an audience you're comfortable with. I, I absolutely love it. Great, or or a mastermind. Tip. Or a yeah. mastermind. Because sometimes family can be very judgmental. So if it's something, if you have the kind of family that is not supportive, then uh, you can join a mastermind group. And there are great people that will be happy to give up their time and support you. Yeah. And it sounds like to me, I mean, I don't know if you intended this, but it sounds like another tip would be get a job as a waiter. It sounds like it really kind of helped you hone a lot of great public speaking skills. <laughs> you, you, you know what? The best job I had, which was the worst job I had, you, you know, these annoying people mm-hmm. that are knocking door to door to get yes. subscribed yes. to a charity. Yes. Okay, so there is nothing worse than selling charities subscription door to door. I mean, it's easier to sell Sky subscriptions or other kind of subscriptions mm-hmm. or to sell double glazing than charities mm-hmm. because you have people that knock at your door consistently. I don't know if it's in the US is the same, but here in the UK we have this and you have about four or five charities that knocks you at the door every single day wow. in some areas. And they want you to subscribe and give a, a direct debit, a recurring donation. So that was – I worked in that place for six months. That told me how to sell. And that told me how to create a convincing presentation. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because you hear a lot of rejection uh, doing door-to-door sales, whether it's for a charity or a product. So that's it sounds like you just kind of threw yourself into the fire, so to speak. Absolutely. Well, Simone, I'm excited to ask you, as someone who is growing the business to the next level, do you have a favorite app, website, or productivity practice that's really been helpful for helping you in your business? Oh, absolutely. I got so many of them. I love my apps. I absolutely love my apps. And uh, one that I'm using heavily at this moment, actually, there are two I can give two. Oh, yeah, please. They are regarding filming because you said at the beginning, I'm really good at building my personal brand. And for everyone who wants to build a personal brand, video is essential. Mm-hmm. Video is crucial. Yeah. But you don't need to spend a lot of money on a video editor or on a camera. Uh, a normal phone or an iPhone or, or a Samsung, they can do it very well. So the, well, the first app is Filmic Pro. Ah. 
Filmic Pro is a great app which records in 4K Mm-hmm. Uh, from your phone, if, from an iPhone 7 Plus onwards or um, Samsung Galaxy 7 onwards, it work very well. And it also records very well, very good quality audio at the same time. Oh, wow. And it's very easy to use. So I'm not using any camera. I'm just recording all my professional videos from my phone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to edit those videos, I don't have a video editor. I mean, I have one for the super professional one. Mm-hmm. But for the one that I'm broadcasting almost daily i'm using an app called magisto ah yes i am familiar with that one that's a great it is it is a lifesaver literally it has sort of the word magic in there so it's really properly (laughs) named exactly it it automatically automatically edits your videos by with a click of a button yeah and i absolutely loved it and it saved me about 500 pounds, well, which is about $600 a month in uh, video editing fees. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so. Good shares. Simone, I'm excited to ask you. So this is a question I'm focusing on with all of my guests this year. What is one small activity or choice you're making today to move forward? Very good point. And I have to say one of the activities that I'm making today to move forward is uh, meditating regularly. Ah. Is something I've started doing uh, recently. I've been into meditation for a while, but I've never been consistent enough. It's hard. So it was, I find it, it so, to be very hard. Right. I mean, how do you stick? I mean, how did you start and how do you stick with it? So I started uh, listening to a lot, like using apps and mm-hmm. attending meditation classes. But now the way I'm sticking to it, I'm actually having my clients to keep me accountable. Oh. I started a, med- a meditation challenge with my clients okay. where every day in our group of our paying members, uh, we post a picture of us meditating. And uh, so every day that we are meditating, we are posting a picture. And then with a day, number of days in a row that we have meditated for. Oh, and my clients keep me accountable and I keep them accountable. And I found that that helped me out and also is a great way to create a good sense of community within our clients and uh, is uh, it keeps me on track instead of falling off the wagon. I love it. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Simone, ready to do a little time travel? Absolutely. All right, we're going to step into a time machine. It'll be a different kind of app. We're going to set the time for five years from today. You're going to step out of that machine and meet Simone in five years. Tell me who you see. Ah, now, now you got me emotional right now. <laughs> well, uh, I'm looking forward to having my kids. Oh, actually, wonderful. I'm looking forward to being a dad, and um, that's definitely going to happen in the next few years. So I'm really, oh, I'm really excited about that. And uh, in the business, uh, we're going to help uh, more than a hundred thousand experts going through our programs. So we are on track for that within five years um, to help them with uh, becoming authorities in their field. And uh, and also I am uh, playing uh, – so because I play basketball professionally right now, 
and I'm going to be playing in the second division professional basketball at the moment. I'm playing fourth division, so second division is in five years' time. Oh, fantastic. Wow, I love it. Such wonderful, wonderful things in store for you. Well, Simone, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the fantastic work that you're doing? There is uh, one place where they can go, and uh, actually two places. One is... um, uh, our podcast and the podcast is uh, explode your expert biz and you can find also uh, our facebook group on facebook which is explode your expert biz and also i have a page that you will find here in the show notes as a link with uh, is a page with, uh, with this podcast show and and uh, they are they are going to be you can co- connect in the podcast you can join the facebook group and also for those of you that want to sell from the stage and uh, sell from seminars and webinars i've created a checklist for you so that you can uh, create an effective sales presentation in a very easy and simple way without using any manipulative or sleazy techniques oh, so it. That is a giveaway in the in the links that you will find in the show notes. Awesome. Well, Simone, I would love to have you close out the show. So share some parting wisdom to inspire our listeners to move forward. I remember reading one thing, which was, uh, alone, you can go fast, but together, you go far. Mm. And uh, I believe that together, we can achieve exponential results. It's not about... Uh, putting your head down and working hard, but it's about finding people that share your vision, that share your mission, that share your purpose, that share your values that are going to support you day in and day out to be the best person that you can be and to achieve the the goals that you want to achieve. So together, it's all about doing things together. Love it. Absolutely love it. Simone, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and for joining us all the way from London to share your incredible story and some amazing knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. It's been a pleasure. And Moving Forward listeners, follow us on social at Be Moving Forward, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.